In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All of us have received a rather significant gift. We might not think of it as a gift, and we do use it often, but it is a gift nonetheless. Some people receive this gift several years after they are born. Others receive it at the moment they are born. And still others receive it while their parents diligently read through baby books and naming guides before they are born. We are all given a name. Names are important. For starters, a name is an identifier. A name tells us who are we referring to or to whom we wish to address. Imagine placing a letter in the mail and not having it addressed. Or better yet, placing a letter in the mail to Thomas. Well, Thomas who? Thomas Sowell, the economist? Thomas Murray, a professor at Yale? Or Thomas, someone who lives up the street from you? Your mailman would be thoroughly confused. Names are also important in the sense that it is how we both show and give authority. When we sign a check or a legal contract with our name, we certify that we agree with the terms, or we authorize a bank to pay someone a specific amount of money. But we can also give someone power over us by giving them our name. We can always be found, called upon, or asked to be prevailed upon. Names also tell us something about ourselves, and perhaps that meaning is also conveyed to people whom we meet. We know some of our last names, like Smith, probably derives from blacksmith, or a carpenter might indicate that someone up the family tree had been a woodworker or home builder. Others tell of location. My name, Blackburn, is both a town and a river in northern England, and we do know that my Blackburn family did indeed hail from that region until my great-great-grandfather left Huddersfield, England, and now settled in what is Berkeley, Texas. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Name. This is the eighth day after Christmas, and according to Jewish custom, Jesus would have been given his name, as well as circumcised, both fulfilling the covenant given to Abraham by the Lord God. Joseph who would be the one to tell the name to the rabbi, gives the name that the angel Gabriel had given Mary at the Annunciation. So, why is it important for us to celebrate this feast? After all, we already know this name. We call upon Jesus Christ all the time, sometimes daily. It isn't like it's a secret, right? Well, in the ancient world, names were not given to strangers, as it meant that that stranger would have power over you. I mentioned earlier that that meant that they could call on you, they could summon you, and they could even compel you to act in a certain way. The understanding of the name is so important to these early people that names were sometimes changed to reflect a new revelation about a person. Think about Abram to Abraham, or Jacob to Israel, even our New Testament writer Saul to Paul. 
Jesus named Simon Cephas, or Peter. We translate this as rock, but sometimes I wonder if it's closer to rocky, as in someone of unstable faith. Moses encounters God in a burning bush. And after Moses asks several questions as to why me, or what makes you think I can do this, Moses, in a desperate attempt to still not take up the mantle that God is asking him to, says, If they ask who sends me, what am I to say? And God, for the first time in our scripture, reveals a name, reveals something about the character of God. I am who I am. Or, as some translate it, I am who I will be. When God reveals to us is both his nature, by a name that is still shrouded in mystery, but also that God is a God of action. His name in Hebrew is a string of verbs, not a descriptive noun. God, or Yahweh, or even Adonai, is a God who acts in creation, acts on behalf of his people, acts, as the old hymn says, in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. And now, we know God by a different name, or an additional name. If you have ever noticed in the Old Testament, there are some words that are descriptive words to refer to God. We have Lord, Lord God, Almighty. Throughout the Psalms, we have the Lord is King, or the Lord is my shepherd, or the Lord is our mighty warrior, and, and many, many more. However, in the personhood of Jesus, who was both fully God and fully man, we get the sense of a new relationship. We find in our knowledge of Jesus a Redeemer. We come to call God Father. And we learn that the people of God are indeed the family of God. Jesus, God the Son, because he through whom all our prayers and petitions go to God. That is why we pray in his name, because of the power given to this name. And I think sometimes we take the name of Jesus for granted. We see it everywhere. It's on billboards. We have bumper stickers that encourage us to honk if you love Jesus. And sometimes I think we become embarrassed by the name, because Maybe to our ears it sounds cheesy or mundane if we use it. But you see, just as people of the ancient world understood that names convey power, God has given us his name so that we may call upon him. And through it, the name of Jesus, we have the courage to approach the throne of the heavenly grace, to ask for pardon and remission of our sins, to heal us and to restore us, 
But there's one other thing about this name that we must understand. When we gather like we do on Sundays, or when we gather like we are tonight, few in number, we gather in his name, and Jesus is among us. When we gather, when we break bread at our Eucharist, when we fellowship with those in the church, we do all these things in Jesus' name. And by doing all things in the power and authority of that name, we can transform the world. It is only through his name that we who are ordinary people, who are small and weak in the eyes of the world, can go forth with courage and with grace. It is not the power that we give ourselves. It is the power of the name of God, of Jesus. As St. Paul wrote in, first, or, uh, in Philippians, Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Caroline Maria Noel wrote a poem that we occasionally sing in the church. Many of you might recognize the hymn as At the Name of Jesus. What is our fourth stanza? She writes this. Name him. Christians name him with love strong as death, name with awe and wonder and with bated breath. He is God the Savior. He is Christ the Lord, ever to be worshipped, trusted, and adored. May we learn to name worship, trust, and adore in the name of our Savior and Lord. Amen.